Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business. Now, we finished our episode last week on situational blueprinting and how to expect the expected. So this episode, I wanted to do something the exact opposite. I wanted to talk about how to expect the unexpected. Because let's be real, no matter how organized you are, how determined and dedicated you are, how much you plan, surprises are going to happen. They just are. And sadly, we can't predict what those surprises are going to be. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be an unexpected financial hit or expense. Maybe losing a home or a piece of property. Maybe a natural disaster, facing an illness, either for yourself or for someone else. Or just having a really big accident. There is no way that you can prepare for all of those things that could potentially happen to you. But you can be prepared with certain things that will help you keep perspective and soften the blow when those big surprises and life changes happen. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today. Now, this is a very, very real and very personal topic for me. As some of you know, back in May, my father passed away. It was May 9th, to be exact. And the irony was not lost on me that it happened right in the middle of a series that I was doing talking about situational blueprinting. Here I was going on about how you have to plan and prepare for all these things that could potentially happen so that you can control, I use that in air quotes, so you can control your life. And here's what happened to me. Bam, I get hit with something that was so massive and so devastating and so sad. It completely shook me to my core. And I feel like there was a really big lesson in there that sometimes we think we can be planned and organized and in control and we absolutely cannot. You can have systems in place and you can situationally blueprint for a lot of things, but you cannot plan for every eventuality. And I realized this when my dad passed. It literally turned my world inside out and upside down. And, you know, it's been about almost three months now. And so I finally have a bit of perspective to be able to talk about it without bursting into tears. But I really have to be honest, I hesitated to share this story. And I worried that, you know, it wouldn't be appropriate to share such a personal topic on a business podcast. But then I always take a step back and I look and I think, what is it that I always tell other people? I always say, you know what? In a business, you can't separate your business from your personal life, right? There isn't a part of you. You can't go through your body and name which parts of yourself are dedicated to business and which ones are personal. Just It just doesn't work, right? We're whole beings. And so our whole being goes to work and our whole being shows up in our personal life on the weekend. There's no separation. So this was a huge and very, very upsetting shock in my life. And so I thought it would be good to share this with you because there's likely going to be some wisdom, some gem in here that might make you change your perspective in life. 
It might make you appreciate maybe something that you've been taking for granted. And there's maybe a little bit of a reminder of just how precious life really, really is. And maybe it's time to spend more time with people that you love. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to review some of the biggest things that I learned and realized after my dad passed. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about some of the good things that I did that I'm really grateful for. And then in the last segment, I'm going to give you a few tips. And these are things that I wish I would have done differently. And hopefully there will be some really good key learning in there for you. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So I want to start out by sharing one of the biggest realizations that I had since my dad passed. And this has made me realize how many incredible people that I have in my life. I'm surrounded with incredible family, with friends, with community, and I can't believe how many people came forward to share their experience, their painful experience of losing a parent or a loved one, and how many people really offer to give me support and to give me help. And you know, I want to really just take a minute and I want to acknowledge all of you for sending me your love, support, your messages, your emails, your like massive big squeezes and hugs. I love it and I just am so grateful for all of you. I really, really needed that. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your support, for your patience. It really, really did help to teach me what it was to expect and how to normalize what it was that I was going through because I got to be honest, I lost all perspective in my life. And I have to admit that I didn't really think that grief would come the way that it did. I thought it would be kind of like a wave that would hit me right away. You know, just like if you get really bad news, like you didn't get a job or you didn't get an opportunity that you really were counting on. And then, oh, you feel a little disappointed, a little let down, and you feel that sadness immediately, right? I kind of thought that's what I would experience with this. But as everyone kept telling me, you know, grieving a parent is different. It's something that takes a year, two years, maybe even more. It's deeper and it's more raw. And I think viscerally it's because this is where we've come from, right? Our parents in a way are are grounding. They're like our foundation. And, you know, it's been a rough year for me, I have to say. Uh, In January, I lost an uncle. And then later in the year, I lost a second uncle. And then it was my dad in May. And, you know, the only way that I can describe what I went through is it felt like unraveling. You know, it didn't hit me like a, a ton of bricks. It didn't hit me like this massive wave of grief. It was more like just this slow motion unraveling. That's the only way I can describe it, really. This unraveling of feelings, of relationships, of perspectives, and the way that I looked at things. And I do think that I've just scratched the surface. By no means do I think that I've gone through the bulk of it. I know that there's much more to come. And I have just these 
quiet moments where it really sinks in and I think, oh God, like I don't have a dad anymore. I will never see him again. It's like he's just been plucked or he's just disappeared off this planet. And, you know, at family gatherings, it just feels like there's this big gaping hole because he's not there. And I don't know how long I'll feel or notice that hole, but people keep telling me it's going to be years before I get back to feeling that sense of normalcy. So for me, it feels like a slow motion style of grieving, you know, because I'm still functioning day to day. I'm still doing the work. I'm still meeting people. I'm still doing fun activities, but something is just different and I don't even know how to explain it. I also found a big thing was that I completely lost perspective. I mean, I couldn't even make simple decisions. And that's something that I always pride myself on. I'm very, very decisive. And I always know really clearly what it is that I do want. And I found that right after my dad passed, I just couldn't couldn't make decisions. I didn't have perspective about what was a priority and what wasn't. And so one of my good friends just sat me down and she said, look, you just have to cancel everything that you can cancel and you need to take the space and the time that you need. And she literally sat down with me and went through a list of things and helped me prioritize what was urgent and what I had to cancel or postpone. Now in this episode, I'm talking about the loss of a loved one. For me, this is my dad. And this is just one example of the unexpected that could happen to you. You may face something different or tragic that you can't even comprehend or didn't even think that was possible. I shared some examples in the intro and this could be a big financial disappointment. It could be, you know, losing your savings and investment, a home, a property, a natural disaster, or facing some kind of illness. Let's be honest, life just happens sometimes. And when it does, it doesn't wait for you to have this big convenient opening in your calendar or your schedule. It often happens and creates this perfect storm when we're already overwhelmed or already exhausted or already at this point where we think, oh, I just can't take it anymore. And then whoosh. A bunch of things start happening and we just think we can't take it anymore. This is the unexpected. When these things happen and they show up, they just send us into a tailspin. Think about it. Have you ever known anyone that has gone through some major disappointment or disaster and said, yeah, you know, it's really tragic, but don't worry about it. I have this huge opening in my calendar where I wasn't planning on doing anything anyways, so I just have all the time and space to deal with this in the best way how. No, because that never happens. It happens when you're busy, when you are overwhelmed, when you're exhausted. And so for me, this loss happened when I was at a very, very busy, busier than I've ever been, point of my business. And, you know, obviously for us in, in coaching, the spring is always a busy, busy season. And I think that's probably why it hit me so hard and I couldn't even comprehend or get perspective because I was just so exhausted and it just took forever to really sink in. 
So I do have people, amazing people help me with my certain aspects of my business, but I can't just hand everything off to someone and say, here, you, you run this for a week or so. And, uh, I'll come back in a couple days after I've pulled myself together. That doesn't happen, right? Now I'll be honest with you. You can't blueprint for these unexpected things like the loss of a loved one. But the point of this episode is to share a few things that can help you make it easier to deal with if you do bump into something unexpected. And that's what I want to share in the next segment. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode is that quite often, I still bump into this, there's a huge misconception that people think entrepreneurs have complete and total freedom all the time. And, you know, even at points where I've said, okay, I take clients on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and people look at me and and literally assume that I do nothing on those other three days of the week. (laughs) Like, they, (laughs) it's just, it, it never ceases to amaze me. But the truth is, we don't have total freedom in our business. And we can't just take bereavement days. There isn't someone who just steps in and and starts to run our business for us for a couple weeks or however long you need it. So for this reason, you need to keep space. This is one of my biggest learnings. You need to keep space in your life for these unexpected things to happen. When my dad passed, I really wish that I had more white space in my life at that moment to deal with it, to really understand and process what had happened. So this was a huge wake up call for me. And I want to pass this along to you so that you can learn from it. And I hope that you can learn from my mistakes. So let's start by sharing some of the really positive things that did help me get through the grieving in these last few months. All right. So I'm going to share five things that I did that were really, really helpful. Okay. First and foremost, I was surrounded by amazing people, personal people and business people to lean into. You know, I always say that I am a friend millionaire and I really, really, truly am. I'm so blessed to have incredible family and incredible friends to lean into. And when you're going through unexpected tragedies like this, you need to have people that you can lean into and you can trust. And I believe that having a supportive network is one of the best investments that you can make in your business. If you need to talk to somebody about something, you talk about it and you ask for help. You don't bury it and you don't be shy about asking for help, right? Lean in. This is the time to do it. And the truth is most people do want to help out, but they just, they don't know what to do or what you need and they can't read your mind. So do yourself a favor and just tell them what it is that you need, how you want to be treated and how you can help out. Okay. So that's number one. Be surrounded by great people. That's just a great rule for any point of your life. Number two, communication is important. And you know what? Communication is always important, yes. But it's particularly important when you're dealing with a loss like this. This is not, I repeat, this is not the time to try to be brave because 
trying to keep it all in and keep it all to yourself, it just, it takes up so much more energy. And who are you kidding, right? You're in pain, you're suffering. Just tell somebody what it is that you're going through. And when you do this, you release that emotion, right? Rather than trying to keep it all bottled up inside. And as I sometimes say, you know, when in doubt, tell the truth. So for me, the simple act of telling others exactly what I was going through, I think helped me be clear about what I had to face. So number two, communicate. Tell people what you have going on and what you need. Number three is keeping perspective. Keep perspective about what is actually critical and what isn't. You know, when we're in a crisis like this, you know, we have those two parts of ourselves, right? The head and the heart, the doing and the being. And quite often when we're flooded with a lot of emotion or a mashup of a bunch of different conflicting emotions, our head, our ego, dives in to protect us and says, okay, you know what? I got this. I'm going to take charge. And we go into hyperdrive doing mode, right? And I feel like that's really what was happening to me, which was why I kept working, kept doing things until Becca came by and said, you need to focus on the things that have to get done and postpone and cancel everything else. So for me, the perspective had to come from someone else. And it's so, so important to have this in your life. So tip number three is to get perspective. If you can do it yourself, great. If you need to ask for help, then get help from someone who knows you well and can be honest, right? Number four, no regrets. I have no regrets. You know, I admit living a life full of no regrets does sound difficult and it doesn't have to be. The absolute best advice I received came to me years ago. I'd say about six years ago. It came from a good client who's actually a good friend and he had recently lost both his parents within a few years of, of meeting him. And he gave me this advice. Like, I remember that moment. I remember where we were sitting, what we were talking about. And I just remember this solemn look on his face, so sincere and just telling me, please to spend as much time as possible with my parents while they're still around. And that just absolutely stuck to me. I don't know why, but it just it really resonated, it really landed, and I took it to heart. And I have spent a lot of time with my parents since moving back to Toronto. And so as a result of that, that beautiful advice, I don't have any regrets. I don't wish that I saw my dad more or that I had told him I loved him more or that you know we had been more affectionate or that there was something I wanted to tell him that I never had a chance to. I don't have any of those regrets because my dad was awesome. He was just as squishy as I am. He was emotional and he was affectionate and he said, I love you all the time. And he hugged me so hard. He would just squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Even on the phone, we would always say, I love you before we hang up. So I don't have any regrets around what I wish I would have said or spent more time with him. The only thing I wish is that I could have had another 10 years with him and I really do believe that if he had been in better health that we could have probably had him for 10 more years. 
but I don't have any regrets around what I did do with the time that we did have to spend together. Number five, the last one is taking a vacation when I needed it. Now, after my dad's funeral, and then we had a celebration of life right afterwards. After that was complete, I tapped out and I took a week away and did a beach vacation. And this was such a good thing to get away, to relax, and to recharge because I was truly exhausted. I really feel like I was just running on adrenaline. And so I'm grateful I did that. And it also helped me to shift my physical environment to really, really gain perspective and just, you know, quite frankly, catch up on sleep. So that is a list of five things that I feel like I did really well that I'm really, really grateful for. Okay, in this segment, what I want to do is I want to share some of the things that I wish I would have done differently. And I think that, you know, I'm a really big believer in reflecting and, you know, not in the moment when you're in uh, the middle of something big or huge or you're putting out a fire, you don't have time to have that wisdom or that reflection. But now I can look back, you know, like I said, it's almost three months And I feel like I can look back and have perspective on what I wish would have done differently. And maybe there's some magic in here for you. Maybe there's something that you want to take away and really do differently in your life. Okay? So I listed out five things here that I wanted to share with you. Okay? So first off, and most importantly, like I said earlier, I was completely slammed and overwhelmed with work. Not only when my dad passed, but in in the weeks leading up to him uh, passing away when he was sick. There was zero room. There was zero contingency in my schedule. And so all it took was this one big event to kind of make me feel like I was unraveling and just imploding. And that's literally what it felt like. I just, I couldn't keep up with everything. And so this is why I think why I couldn't even in the moment prioritize things. So this is a lesson to me and also to you to always have that space and that room, that contingency room to deal with surprises. Keep space in your life for these unexpected things. And so I really do wish that I had more white space in my life and I hadn't have been so busy. All right. So being at 120% capacity and then hitting an unexpected event like this, it was not a fun situation. Number two, being prepared and getting ahead on work. So you guys know me by now and you know that I love, I love risk. I mean, risk is one of my five core values, right? So I love leaving things to the last minute. I love the adrenaline rush of seeing if I can pull it off at the last minute. And that's just part of my personality. But you know what? (laughs) This was a time that it did not serve me because you may have noticed the, the podcast was a bit of a mess in May. I really did my best to keep to a schedule and keep it together, but it was a mess. Like, let's just be real. And, you know, I was recording right before the week that I was publishing and sometimes, at you know, right at the end of the weekend. And I, I really hate doing this, but sometimes you just, it happens, right? You get busy and that's what your life turns into. So 
I learned that leaving things to the last minute, not an option for me. I am not going to live like that anymore. I don't care how exciting it is. It definitely honors values, but there's just more that I give up when I leave it to that place. And so being in that place of having zero wiggle room or the pressure to come up with a new episode every single week before I publish, uh uh-uh, not going to do it anymore. All right? So that is tip number two. Be prepared. Be ahead of your workload and give yourself some space in case the unexpected happens. Tip number three. Well, my heart is full of incredible memories with my dad. I wish... I wish I had more good pictures with him and especially with him and I. And you know, we found it really hard to pick a good picture for his funeral. And it seems like such a small thing, but honestly, when you're dealing with so many things that you're you're taking care of and details and and you just think, "God, I I wish I had a better photo of him." And so this is a a tip for you. Ask yourself, do you spend time capturing really, really good photos of your loved ones? Do you have those pictures in safekeeping? Are they just on an iPhone somewhere, right? So this is a good check-in. Do you have good photos? And not just photos solo, but photos that you have of the two of you that you want to hold on to, all right? The fourth thing that I would have done differently is to have a clear understanding of what it's like to grieve a parent. Now, I don't know how to say this other than it hurt a lot more than I thought it was going to. And I've lost people in my life. I've lost grandparents. I've lost uh, very special aunts and uncles. But this, this was significantly different. I truly had no idea how hard this was going to hit me. And I think somehow I equated the pain of grieving with predictability, right? So knowing that my dad was sick, knowing that, you know, he was older and he hadn't been well, I think because I knew that the end was coming, that it would have minimized the grieving, right? Because it wasn't unexpected, but this was not the case. So I wish I would have learned or paid attention from others who had gone through this and had a better understanding of what to expect because I feel like everyone who has talked to me and shared a story they just they have this look that they just give me like oh yeah this is gonna hurt this is gonna really really hurt for the next couple years and I can't believe that I didn't know that before and so again this is one thing that I wanted to pass on to you that this is hard and it is something that I want you to be prepared for, that it is going to be big and it is going to be devastating. And so give yourself the time and the space to deal with it and to expect it. And lastly, although I don't have any regrets about wanting to spend more time with my dad, I do wish that I had spent more time appreciating how special he was how significant he was. I feel like in a small way, I sort of took him for granted. You know, he was a great dad. He was 
a very talented musician, a great entrepreneur. He was well-respected by so many people. And, you know, he had his band for more than 40 years, and he played at so many weddings and events and ceremonies. Someone at the church, after his funeral, told us they, they had never seen so many people turn out for a funeral. And that was kind of sad for me in a way because I guess I only ever really looked at my dad as my dad. You know, I never really spent that time thinking about who he was and how everyone else saw him and what kind of legacy he left behind. It really took the funeral for me to appreciate and have that perspective. So there are five tips that I want to leave you with. And I hope that you consider each and every one of them really deeply. And if you think about taking action or starting to do things differently, please do them. This could be a wake-up call for you. So here's the five things just to recap. Number one, don't work at maximum or beyond capacity like I did all the time because it doesn't leave you any contingency or room for unexpected events. Number two, be prepared and get ahead of work. Have that buffer wherever possible. Number three, have lots of amazing photos and pictures that really, really capture those good memories. Number four, be prepared to grieve and learn from others around you just how difficult it is. And number five, appreciate just how special your loved ones are and don't ever take them for granted. All right, so it's time to wrap up this episode on expecting the unexpected. And I hope that you appreciate this episode. Uh, Like I said, I really wasn't sure whether this was appropriate to do or not, but it just felt like even though it was a little raw and maybe not as polished, maybe not as information heavy and rich as some of my other episodes are, I felt like it was important because this has had such a huge impact on me. And if there's something that you can take away from this, something that you can learn, something that you can commit to doing differently, then I really, really want you to take that away. And wherever you are in life, Take the time to really appreciate everything and everyone in your life because every day is precious and every person in your life is a gift. You can't expect the unexpected, but what you can do is surround yourself with incredible people and ask them for help. Take time to really, really reflect on your life. Maybe take a little inventory of what you do want to appreciate, let go of, or maybe what you want to do more of, and really take action. Give your attention and your energy to the things that you want more of out of life, and let go of all the shoulds, the obligations, and the things that don't make your heart sing. You are always at choice in what is present in your life. And while you may not be able to control what happens to you, you can do the work to be prepared 
for it when it happens. And always, always keep enough white space in your life to expect and deal with the unexpected.